A new year. And the media always like to trot out the best of award shows and retrospective looks back. Okay, we're players. We'll play too. For the next hour, from the press box to press row, we'll be looking back at some of the highlights of our short time on the air. And because he's sitting behind the good mic in a custom fit blazer, here's your host, Donald Ware. It is our 2022 year end review show. We're going to take a listen back at some of our great conversations from July through December here on Box to Row. If you haven't heard, Pro Football Hall of Famer Ed Reed, Ed Reed agrees in principle to become the next head football coach at Bethune-Cookman as uh, Terry Sims uh, was relieved uh, as the head football coach earlier this month. It may have been uh, towards the latter part of of, uh, of last month, uh, but Ed Reed uh, to be the new head football coach at Bethune-Cookman in 2023. We'll talk a lot more uh, about that hire. So on today's programming, first of all, Happy holidays. Hope you had an absolutely wonderful Christmas. I know I did. Spent time with family. Had a great meal and just uh, just took a couple of days off just to kind of, uh, you know, just to kind of relax and spend time. And now back here uh, in the studio and uh, didn't want to get too far away from you guys as we move in to 2023. So we took a look back at the months of January through June on last week's program and so now we're as i mentioned we're going to take a look at the months of july through december or june excuse me yes july through december and we kick things off for the month of july a couple of wrestlers uh, as a or, or or personnel i should say in wrestling joined us on the program first we started off with Paul Heyman. Now, Paul Heyman, of course, known as the advocate. Uh, well, at one time known for the advocate for Brock Lesnar. He's now the special counsel to the uh, to the WWE um, undisputed champion in Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman joining us on Box to Row back in July. No, I'm not. I'm not flattered by the introduction. One of. Uh, if you go home tonight and, and, and you make love to your wife and she turns to you and she says, honey, you're one of the best lovers I've ever had. Uh, would you feel complimented and emboldened or would you be filing for divorce tomorrow? Uh, forget one of I'm the goat. I'm the greatest of all time. I'm the best that has ever done this job. And I doubt anybody will ever do it as good as I have done it in the future. So uh, one, one of I will I will respectfully pass on that on that supposed alleged compliment and i will introduce myself as the greatest of all time the goat uh the the special counsel to the undisputed by the way yes universal heavyweight champion of wwe indeed of all sports entertainment roman reigns i really enjoyed the conversation with paul Heyman. he stayed in character the entire time and I would invite you to check that conversation out in its entirety on the Box to Row YouTube page. Also, 
in July, we were joined by one of the up-and-comers in the women's division, Raquel Gonzalez. Wrestler Raquel Gonzalez joined us on Box to Row in July. Bet you didn't know she's a former college basketball player. Oh, definitely. I was a defensive player. Remember, I think it was my freshman or my sophomore year that I got defensive player um, of the month for like four months in a row just off of blocks. I was averaging like four to five blocks a game. <laughs> it was just, it was so much fun to me. It was like a game. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, there it is. I don't know what it is about blocking and, and just getting up in people's face, but I love it. <laughs> well, how was your, well, how were your offensive skills though? You know, my offensive skills weren't too bad. I will say that. I think um, when I was starting in basketball, I really liked to up my stats by consistently missing so that I could keep getting the rebound um, because then my rebound numbers just went up. So then I was having like double-doubles at the end of every game. Um, but, you know, it was, it was good. It was pretty good. <laughs> Cause te- now, Texas A&M Kingsville, that's Division Two, correct? Is that Division Two? Yes, that's a Division Two. I played wow. there for two years, and then I transferred to Sam Houston State in Huntsville, Texas, which is a D1. Correct. So it was, it was a little bit different of the competition. I had to switch positions as well because at Sam Houston, I was no longer the tallest girl, so I couldn't be center anymore. I had to be a power forward, but I still really enjoyed it, and it was a little bit more of competition. So I think it made it more, you know, like just, oh. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think Sam Houston State's in the Southland, if I'm not um, if I'm not mistaken, maybe in the Southland Conference. Am I right? So I mean, that's a pretty, that's some solid. I think Lamar's in that conference. That's some solid basketball. See, yeah, I know, I know, I know what's up. You know, you know what's up in Texas basketball. Okay. Yeah, so this, I mean, solid competition, right? Did you guys go to the? Did you win your? Did you win the Southland? Did you get to go to the 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 NCAA tournament? I did, yes. We went to the NCAA tournament both years that I was with Sam Houston, and we did win conference um, one of the years as well. So I did get a ring. Um, I don't have it here with me, but I do have one. It's nice. It's pretty. <laughs> and it's the highlight of my college career. It was so much fun being able to do that and say I get to do that. You know what I mean? It's, it's not everyone gets that opportunity. So I'm completely grateful for it. So now the year before you came to South, uh, Sam Houston State, did Sam Houston State win the championship? Um, the year before, I'm not 110% sure, but um, I know they got pretty close because they had a pretty solid team when I got transferred over. Well, that, well look, you, you, now, so, so I, would, I would conclude at that point, right, that because of you coming to transferring to Sam Houston State, you guys win the championship two years. That's got to be the conclusion, right? I'm going to go with that, too. That is the conclusion anyone else tries to say differently i'm going to tell them to refer back to this <laughs> to this interview so that they can be corrected <laughs> yeah raquel gonzalez on the rise and continuing to climb the ladder in wwe all right in the month of august what a big month and things really kicked off we had an exclusive sit down interview or sit down conversation with John Wall, and little did I know that the question that I asked him that you'll hear and he'll answer would have gone viral to the point that the the little clip got like a million views and it was all over, you know, first take and ESPN Sports Center and 
TV stations, the Washington Post even did something on it. It was absolutely nuts. Okay. But here's part of the exclusive conversation. And, and by the way, still being talked to about to this day. And you'll hear what I'm talking about. And I'll talk a little bit more about it. But the conversation, the exclusive conversation with John Wall. What have the last two, two and a half years been like for you? Uh, darkest place I've ever been in. I mean, at one point in time, I thought about committing suicide. I mean, because tearing my Achilles, uh, my mom being sick, my mom passing, my grandma passed a year later. All this in the midst of COVID at the same time. Uh, me going to the chemotherapy and sitting in there. Uh, me sitting my mom take her last breath, wearing the same clothes, for the three days straight laying on the couch beside her. You know what I mean? Like, all those sacrifices, not having a great support family behind me, my team, the mother of my kids has been great. My two boys is my motivation for me. So, like, looking at all that, and I'm like, if I can get through this, I can get through anything in life. And I, and I don't like to brag about it, because, like, everybody goes through something. You know, we all went through tough times. Nobody got it easy. But I don't think a lot of people could get through what I went through. And uh, to me, to be back on top where I want to be and uh, see the fans still want me to play, having support from my hometown, their support period means a lot. And, uh any time where I had to go find a therapist. You know, a lot of people think, I don't need help. I can get through it at any time, but you got to be true to yourself and find out what's best for you, and I did that. Ten-plus years in Washington, in yeah. D.C. DC. What did that mean? That's where your father's from. What, what did that mean to you, That the D.C. community? Oh, man. We're like, we going to miss you, too, in D.C., John. Like, to be honest, man, it's like here, man. Like, <laughs> It's still, it feel like it's second home to me, man. I feel like I'm back home in North Carolina, man. Like, D.C. always embraced me from day one. And, uh, like, I try to tell people, I don't do stuff for the camera. Like, if you can take the camera away, it's my time and my support of showing these people that you can make it from anywhere. And uh, just give these kids hope, man, a lot of us don't have hope. And uh, we don't get opportunity to touch our favorite basketball player hand or a celebrity hand or get there and just ask some questions or ask them what did he go through or how did he get here. So I love doing backpack giveaways. I love doing... Camps. I love doing anything I can possibly do to put my hands on and touch these kids and just tell them, like, what you're going through, I get it. Not having a father figure because he might be in jail or he might be deceased. You know what I mean? But still, don't let that be the reason why you don't accomplish your goals. Listen to your mother. Make sure education is first. So D.C. community is always home to me. I love that place. I can't wait to play my first game back there this year with fans there. Uh, I know you're probably going to see a thousand, thousand, thousand of John Wall jerseys. And uh, it's going to be dope and it's going to give me chills because I haven't had the opportunity to play in front of fans. And John did get the video tribute when the Clippers came to D.C. to play against the Wizards. But that was, you know, when he said that, I had to, I mean, I, I, I still was trying to comprehend what he was saying as he was talking. And so, again, that went viral. And you can, as a matter of fact, check that entire conversation out, as you can with a lot of these conversations on our website, at BoxToRow.com. Still to come here on Box to Row's 2022 year-end review show. We've got more conversations from the month of August. We're taking you all the way through December and getting you ready for 2023 here on Box to Row. Don't go anywhere. More of the program on the other side. We're looking back from the press box to press row. So, it's about time Donald and the gang straighten up the studios. We'll do that and be right back with more from the press box to press row.
old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeard, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh Market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsboro. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's. And in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-303-3398. 800-303-3398. That's 800-303-3398. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row. Box to Box to Box to Box to the best and brightest of the sports world are with us every week from the press box to press row. But don't take our word for it. Sit back and enjoy more of our look on the air with Donald Ware. Welcome back to Box to Row. It's our 2022 year end review show. I am your host, Donald Ware. Staying in the month of August. Had a chance to talk with Maryland's head football coach, Mike Loxley, here on the program and really asked him about what it meant to be from D.C. and to be able to coach the hometown school or team, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, for me, as I said, it was a dream come true. Um you know, anybody that has followed me and all my family and friends knew very early that for me, when I got into this coaching business, that the 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 the, the eye on the prize was one day to become the head coach here and big believer in setting goals and then working toward the goals with the actions behind it. And, you know, to be able to achieve the, the what I dreamt of being able to do, which is become a head coach here at the University of Maryland is just been it's been great and like I told people every day I drive in here to Jones Hill house I I pull in with a big smile on my face that you know here I am representing the university that I grew up as a kid uh, rooting for and have an opportunity to change the lineage of kids lives by giving them education through the game of football and I'm going to tell you what Maryland is 
coming. I mean, you look at the season seven and five so far on the season. Look, September 24th, a seven-point loss at then number four Michigan, a two-point loss to Purdue. So you're talking about the two teams that played in the Big Ten championship. A uh, 13-point loss to Wisconsin on November 5th, got blanked by Penn State, and then really gave Ohio State all it could handle before falling by 13 back on November the 19th. Speaking about another Mike, how about Mike Elko, the head football coach at Duke, joining us also in August, having a chance to talk with him about what the program could be. Yeah, I I think we want to be a program that can offer the best of both worlds to our student-athletes. I think we want to compete for ACC championships on the field, and we want to compete with the best students in the country on the classroom. And I think we have the ability with what we've done facilities-wise around here recently, you know, maybe not in the past, but certainly recently, uh, to put ourselves in position to do just that. Uh, What has sort of been – first-time head coach, uh, right? So what's sort of been your approach – to this as a first-time head coach from day one? Uh, I, I think, you know, preparing for the last five, six years for this position has really helped me. Um, obviously, it's it's the first time, but, but it's not the first time I thought about what I would do, how I would do something. Um, and, you know, and I just try to be, you know, really calculated in building this program into my vision. And I think I've, I've tried to put a clear vision in place for everybody who's part of it and, uh, you know, and just kind of help everybody go out and execute it in the right way possible. Speaking about another program that has struggled, uh, at least a little bit more recently, Duke 8-4 and four on the season. Some tough games. I mean, able to beat Wake Forest. Uh, lost to Pitt by two. Uh, lost to what, Carolina by three. I mean, let's move to the month of September. Had a chance to catch up with Eddie Robinson Jr., the head football coach at Alabama State on the program as the Hornets were having some success, and we had a chance to talk with Coach Robinson about it. I mean, it's definitely a little different. I mean, you show up to the stadium, and instead of having a ticket and, and cheering and rooting, and uh, you're getting a game plan together. You're making sure that the kids are locked in, the training room, equipment staff. So uh, it, it's a big responsibility, but one that I don't take lightly. And, you know, my former head coach, Houston Markham, um, just knowing all that he had to do and the Marino Chasms and those guys, is just, it's just I'm just so proud and honored to – you know, put my name on that list of all of the great coaches who have come through the conference. No doubt great coaches that have come through the conference, but you were a great player that came through the conference. As a matter of fact, I, I didn't know this before, but you were the youngest uh, ever to be inducted into the SWAC Hall of Fame at the age of 28 years old. What do you remember most about those day, your, the playing days at your alma mater? And um, just talk about being inducted into the SWAC Hall of Fame at such a young age. Yeah, I think to me it was just a matter of, you know, playing in the conference. There were so many guys who were going to that next level. And, uh, you know, the Jimmy Smiths, the Ashley Ambrose, the Steve McNairs, of course. And so, I mean, it was it was just an honor to play in the, the, the late 90s, I mean, early 90s, late 80s, 
with the guys that, that we were able to compete against. And, uh, of course, we still had the legendary coaches who were still on the field. Uh, some of them were towards the end of their career, like Eddie Robinson, but you still had the WC Gardens, the Godfather, Marino Chasm. So I think to me it was just the colorful coaches. That was the that was the big thing that we saw. You know, even Walter Highsmith at Texas Southern. So it was, it was just fun, man. Every week was a big game. You know, of course, as BET came and Charlie Neal, you was even more excited. So, And I've kind of went the full circle. I went as a player and then – when I went, I did my analyst work during the ESPNU games, and me and Charlie Neal called a lot of games together, and Jay Walker. So, to be a player and then to to be on the analyst side, you know, with Charlie, and and hopefully Charlie can call one of our games this year. That, I guess that'll just kind of complete the whole circle for me. <laughs> but um, I mean, like you say, I'm a swag guy, man. I love everything about HBCUs, the bands, the cheerleaders, the fans, and uh, there's nothing like a black college football game. Eddie Robinson, of course, certainly a swag man through and through sticking in September had a chance to catch up with former HBCU defensive player of the year twice over as a matter of fact Javon Hargrave from South Carolina State playing for the Eagles and had a chance to catch up with him talk with him about a number of different things including what it meant to play or to be selected to his first Pro Bowl. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things, you know, um, sometimes it's hard to get recognition um, playing in that inside like that. But it was just, I, I guess that's, that's kind of the uh, reasons we put in all the work is just to get recognized as one of the best at our position. So last year it was a great feeling, um, really addicting feeling. So <laughs> that's all the work being towards this year is just trying to get that feeling again, uh, um, being recognized as one of the best to do it. Javon Hargrave playing at a Pro Bowl level as the Eagles are playing extremely well. Another HBCU player now in the National Football League, Giants punter Jamie Gillen joined us also in September and had a chance to ask him how he ended up at Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely a unique one. I played five games of high school football. My coach was saying to me, look, you know, you've got a, a good leg. You, uh, you can get scholarships for this. And um, you know, my mom, my dad, and me were thinking, Scott, like, they would really give a kicker a scholarship. Okay. Teams are offering me preferred walk-ons and stuff, and I wasn't willing to take – I didn't want to take that because I was going to go back home and play rugby and do that route. Um, and then I got a scholarship to Bowie State, and I accepted it, and I didn't sign the paperwork. And then out of nowhere – my buddy was working at the gym. He followed a bunch of recruiters on Facebook. Someone had posted on Facebook that Arkansas Pine Bluffs kicker had decommitted. He goes, ah, oh, screw it. I'll put Jamie's film in there. I get a phone call that night. I was out with some of my friends. I accepted it. I remember the coach kind of saying, you don't have any other questions? I was like, no. He said, D1, full scholarship. I'll be there. And I woke up in the morning, and I didn't even know what HBCU was. I, I had no idea what I was getting into. I thought it was a feeder school into the Razorbacks. <laughs> I was so confused. I didn't I didn't know what was going on. So I showed up. Um, I think I packed my pack. I went home actually. I was like, "Hey, man, I, like, I kind of did this. <laughs> what you done?" And so signed the paperwork, and I was basically researching the school kind of on the way to the airport the next uh, kind of five days, and showed up to Pine Bluff and. Looking back, it was probably a really good thing that I was very naive to um, college football. But as soon as I showed up there, 
Oh, man, this is awesome. The stadium, the grass, the weight room, the people. I was like, I'm, I'm here for four years. I'm going to give it my all. I just wanted to win football games. I had this goal of playing in the National Football League. So I just dedicated my four years to it. And here I am. But it, it was a... It was an interesting experience. It was it was good fun, but total culture shock, you know. Great yeah. story from Giants punter Jamie Gillen about how he ended up at Arkansas Pine Bluff. Let's move to the month of October. And speaking, we, we have this theme kind of going of former HBCU players now playing in the National Football League. Grover Stewart, one of the best defensive tackles in the league that not a lot of people talk about plays for the Colts had a chance to catch up with him and I really really was interested in this he's he's a he's a, a foodie so these chicken wings that he was talking about that were being sold at the Colts home stadium <laughs> man it's just some uh chicken wings that I've been playing around with was really the sauce what really make it but um I've been I've been playing around with like different seasoning and like different foods and everything. And uh, one time I had cut the well I cut the guy some chicken wings and made like this barbecue sauce for the hard knocks. And uh, all the guys they were just talking about my wings and everything. Then I had like a lot of fans hit me up like about the wings. And uh, I say shoot man I might as well just go and put them out there on the stadium. And like it was a great opportunity to get them. Like so, let the stadium this year. So, man, that's all. you. You along with Shaq Leonard, he has the what the um, maniac burger, I think. But look now, I, hey, look, I, I, bro, I'm getting on the grill tonight with some wings. I need that recipe, man. Can I get the <laughs> recipe? What's up? Hey man, I have to tell you, man, another day. I can't tell you. <laughs> too many people listening, right, bro? But too many people listening. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Having a little fun with. Grover Stewart of the Colts. Let's pause things right there. We've got a couple of more conversations from the month of October for you here on the 2022 Box to Row Year End Review Show. I am your host, Donald Ware. I enjoy this time of year. We get to do this each and every year. It just reminds me we can take a listen back to some of the inner, the conversations that we've had and uh, what a wonderful year uh, it has been for us here at Box to Row in 2022. So sit back. Don't go anywhere. Relax. We've got plenty more of Box to Row's 2022 year-end review show on the other side. Find the Box to Row YouTube page for conversations with stars like Amari Hardware, Brandy, Michael Strahan, and with some of our favorite sports guests over the years. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Steph Curry. Your progress from Davidson to now with Golden State. Where I've come from in high school into a small D1 college at Davidson. Uh, it's a great story, and uh, I'm just having fun you know, living my dream and riding the ride. That, of course, the voice of Bianca Belair. EST is in the building. That's what Sasha Banks and I are going to do. We're going to uh, WrestleMania. We're going to create history. We're going to be the first two black females to have a title match at WrestleMania. I would say representation is it's not a request. It's a requirement, and I'm going to, to try to become SmackDown Miss Champion. But it's more than just creating a moment and becoming a champion. Just by us standing in the ring, we are representation for women and for black women. And so that's an amazing feeling to be able to be that, be that person and be on that platform and the greatest of them all. And 
and be able to create history. It's just, it's an honor. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. I'm excited I get to play for them. They support us in everything we do. You know, it's a joy to, you know, go to work and, and know that you're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to cheer for you as loud as they can, no matter who you're playing. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused, just really, you know, excited. Rob Manfred is the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Players that have been accused in their career of using performance-enhancing drugs, should they be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? I'm going to focus on one word in your question, okay? Accused. Players who have tested positive or there's otherwise been real solid proof that they were involved with performance-enhancing drugs, I think that Hall of Fame writers are entitled to make their own judgment about those players as to whether they think that performance-enhancing drugs or their use of performance-enhancing drugs should prevent them from being in the Hall of Fame. You cannot determine who used performance-enhancing drugs by the way a player looks. It's simply not possible. The one and only Michael Strahan. Always good to talk to you. Hopefully next time it won't be, what, 14 years. <laughs> encouraging people to be better and do better and, and that's what i love man so thank you i appreciate you i'm talking about none other than common well i ended up in sam just because i wanted to major in business and sam you had the illustrious school of business then i found out that business was the key that's what i wanted to do nba all-star chris paul that was great to bring it back to one salem state university uh black college something that my city had never seen before may never see again and just having a up close and personal feeling with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Melogs. It was exciting. I'm grateful for those guys coming out. He is Stephen A. Smith. Congratulations on all the things y'all have done. Congratulations. Keep up the hard work. Went to Salem State where I had an absolute ball. The only part that was bad uh, was the basketball because my first year there, I cracked my kneecap in half. If I had one thing that I could do over, it would be that I would be there 100% healthy so I could really showcase what I could do. But outside of that, there's absolutely nothing that I would have changed. It was the greatest years of my life. Simone Biles. I guess I just go in there with a positive, open mind of just doing what we do in training and going out there and doing the best that we can do and just have fun with it. I didn't really think of the outcome, but I knew that we had been training hard and we were re- we were just ready. Greatest football player to ever play, Jim Brown. Muhammad Ali was a principal person in the country at the time, and he stood up and said that he was not going to the service because it was against his religion. Called all the top black athletes together, along with Carl Stoke, the first black mayor of a major city. So. I'm glad you brought that particular incident up. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Pay attention. Oh, man, thank you for having me play in a real way. I mean, I'm so honored. Still, you football league has done so many wonders. We got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school. We have over 50 kids that have going to Division One. Kyrie Irving. Playing at Duke for Coach K. What was that like and how that prepared you for the league now? Playing 11 games, you know, a lot of people think that's not a... No big package for you to become a better player, but for me it was playing for Coach Day. He gave me the keys to, to the car, and I was driving it in first eight games. And you know, being a part of something special like that, and having a brotherhood built at an institution such as that one, is an experience that you never forget. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and sports. Hey, my favorite three topics. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. <laughs> and you're listening to From the Press Box. From the Press Box to Press Row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of HBCU sports with a flair for pro sports talk and entertainment.
Check the show out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant radio. All right, enough selling stuff already. Let's talk more sports as we bring you the very best of From the Press Box to Press Row. Here's your host, Donald Let's Ware. Let's continue on. In the month of October, had a chance to catch up with another Silver Spring, Maryland native, Michael Ely. Actor Michael Ely joined us. We had a great conversation. He also was our very first and only, actually, to this point, celebrity guest picker. Let me, let me, it's been some years. So your thoughts on the name change to ultimately now Commanders? I, I, I don't like the new name. Um, it was definitely time to change the name, but I don't like the new name. And, you know, it's, it's again, you know. <laughs> it's, You're struggling, um, man. You're struggling. Yeah, I mean, because... You know, look, I grew up, I grew up and it was in my blood, right? Like, and at a certain point, and I've had this conversation with other people, like at a certain point, we as fans have to demand better. And there's only one way to do that. And, you know, I'm, I no longer live in the area. So, you know, it's, it may be easier for me, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it is heartbreaking. Like my son asked me the other day, you know, like, are you still a fan? You know, and I was like, it's hard, bud, because, you know, by the time I was 10, we had won three Super Bowls, been in four, I think four by the time I was like 10 or 12 years old. So, you know, and we just had a winning culture. You know, <laughs> we just had a winning culture. And, you know, we, we, it was different. You know, there's just been a lot of mediocrity and a lot of bad uh, GM decisions. And, you know, that just leads to more and more problems. Uh, uh, in addition to all of the scandals and investigations and everything else, you know, and at a certain point, I think we, we as fans have to kind of uh, decide, um, or just, like I said, just demand more, demand better, demand more, and, you know, not kind of blindly support uh, an organization that's not representing the area. Um, so now, Michael Michael Ely joining us here on the program again. Reasonable doubt on Hulu now. So he's our celebrity guest picker today. All okay. right. So let's right. let's start with Maryland versus. I mean, this is. A, but I'm just saying it's Terps. a setup, right? Maryland Terps, versus. No matter who. Yeah. Terps. You got the Terps. Terps. Okay. All right. Terps. Uh, here's an interesting one, right? Jimbo Fisher. Uh, um, Nick Saban, Texas A&M, and Alabama. Who you got? Bama. Okay. Bama. I'm gonna go with Bama. Roll tide. I can't. It's really hard to bet against them. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard. Yeah. They, they, especially in big games, it's really hard to bet against Bama. Yeah. All right. So let's go. Uh, Cowboys versus Rams. NFL. We're switching to the NFL. Cowboys versus Rams. Well, listen. Being from the area, I still hate and despise <laughs> the Cowboys fans, uh, and so the and the organization. So I will always vote for the Rams. I'll vote. I'll root for anybody opposite the Cowboys. You know how that goes. I like, do. We just, 
It just is what it is. People don't understand now. I'll be like, you don't understand. Like it's it starts back with Drew Pearson. Like it starts all the way back with that. That's how long I've been like, you know, anti-cowboy. And then the the other NFL games, the game I'm gonna be at, Titans versus the Commanders. I mean, after all you said, after all we talked about, now you, all we talked about early on in this in this conversation, yeah. Cowboys. I mean, um, uh, uh, Commanders versus Titans. I'm I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I know, right? I think they'll pull this one. I think Commanders will pull this one out. Um, you know, uh, I, I do. I think that if they can stop Derrick Henry, they can pull this one out. Um, you know, and again. Look, I don't wish I don't wish any ill will upon the upon the franchise in terms of a losing record or anything like that. I think again, a lot of the bigger issues that surround the franchise have nothing to do with winning or losing. So, um, you know, I, I still root for them, at, you know, to win, but I definitely don't. It doesn't ruin my week when they don't. Yeah, gotcha. All right, couple of HBCU football games. This this rivalry goes way back. Morehouse and Tuskegee. I think this is like the 90th, you know, meeting. And this game's gonna be in Birmingham. It's a neutral site game. Two prestigious HBCUs. Who you got, Morehouse or Tuskegee? I got I got a roll with the house, man. I got a roll with Morehouse. Um, I got too many friends who went there. Uh, <laughs> I, I just do. I got too many friends who went to Morehouse, and you know they're really good people, good fathers. So I'm a, I'm gonna stand by Morehouse on this one. Big game, FAMU, Florida A&M versus South Carolina State. Again, I told you I was gonna bet with my heart, right? I was gonna bet with my heart. So uh, Will Packer, who's a good, very dear friend of mine, went to FAMU, and uh, is a, is a big alum at FAMU, and you know. <laughs> I mean, you got to love that about him. And I'm, I'm going to go with FAMU on this one. I'm going to go with FAMU on this one because I think, uh, again, I'm just betting with my heart. <laughs> it don't have, to, it have to make sense when you're betting with your heart. Yeah. Michael Ely, our first celebrity guest. Pickers, matter of fact, you got a couple of those games right. Keeping with the month of October, actor, Omar Dorsey joining us on the program. Had a couple of projects. Queen Sugar. He also was in Halloween Ends. And, of course, in Raising Canaan, Power Book 3, where he played the role of Carter Duns Fareed. The smack heard round the world was un- <laughs> your character. <laughs> you know, I had no idea. So, look, I was going to a cigar spot, right? Uh, the next uh, that that night, and um, I thought the showcase. I didn't realize that you could watch it early on Saturday, and everybody watches it early on Saturday. So I went to Cigar Spot. Everybody just started pointing at me. I was like, "Oh, must be the queer shit of people." I said, "Hey, hey, hey. It was like, bro, you just smacked the fire out of that dude." I was like, "Oh, is that, is that already on?" I didn't know. And it was like, "Yo, everybody was just talking about it." I was like, "Wow, this is like," and I'm, it, it's so many things from that show that just went viral. And I was like, yo, this fan base is rabid. I had I, I, I had no idea it was that that deep, but it was beautiful. I loved it. And it's funny because like my brother, my one of my best friends, was the star of the original uh, Power, Omari Carwick. And he, you know, I should have known the, the show was that big because whenever I hung out with him, I thought I was hanging out with Elvis Presley. No, it's a beautiful thing. 
last thought, Omar, we appreciate the time. Being from Decatur, Atlanta, um, are you are you a big sports fan? Are you into the Falcons, the, the Braves? Falcons, Braves, and Hawks, baby. Yep. Yep, big time. All right. huge, huge fan, man. Yep. Sort of still the world defending World Series champions, although they won't be able to defend it this year. You know what, man? I'm going to tell you something. This is real talk. I think they got so excited that they swept the Mets, right? Because it's the very next season they're playing against the Marlins. And I saw them take that. They took their foot off the gas because they were so happy they swept the Mets that all they had to do was win one more game and they were going to be, you know, the number one, number two uh, seed that they would have had to play in the play in. But, but I was, but I, I felt it when they, when they lost those two out of three games to the Marlins. I said, man, they, they're not in grind mode. They're, they're not in that mode. You know, they, they're not ready. They feel like they've already won their World Series when they swept the Mets in the, in the series right before the last one, that, which was before the playoffs. And so when the Phillies got to them, man, the Phillies were already in grind mode. They were ready. They was like, this is our time. And then they got beat up by the Phillies, man. They got, you know, the Phillies put their thing on them, man. I would have loved to see us, you know, because I went to the World Series last year. You know, I was going to the, you know, all the parades. You know, the parades, uh, you know, went right by Atlanta, went straight to Cobb County. But it was really cool, though, you know, that we got another championship in front of my house. I got two championship banners. I got an EGA banner and I got an Atlanta Braves banner. That's from um, last year and this year. So, you know, especially yeah. being an OG Atlanta dude, we don't get championships that much. <laughs> Omar Dorsey joining us back in October. Let's move to the month of November. Also in the month of November, had a chance to catch up with Notre Dame head football coach Marcus Freeman after the fight in Irish had just defeated Clemson, who at that time was ranked number four. And I had a chance to ask him what it meant to him to be the second black coach in the history of the most famed college football program of all time. Well, it's, a, it's an unbelievable opportunity. Um, I'm humbled and honored to be a head coach at Notre Dame and let alone the second black head coach here. Um, you know, I remind myself that it, I, I am a representation for a lot of our players. I hope that our players can look at me and say, you know what, I can do anything I want. I don't care how I look. Um, we have a lot of black players on our team as well as white, but I hope they all can can look at me and say, you know what, you don't have to look, look a certain way to become a, a leader or become a, in a position of leadership or become a head football coach. Um, anybody can do it because I'm no different than them. And as I told them, I was raised like a lot of them. Um, I, I lived a, a similar life path to, to, to a lot of them. And you know what, I have to remind myself that I'm a representation. i got to do a good job. i got to make sure that um, – because of the effort I put in, because of the intentionality of our work, that somebody else that might look like me will get this opportunity. I, I, I mean, I got to be honest with you, Coach Freeman. Like, this is not something that happens every day. In other words, you know, you've, you've, you've paid some dues at some schools, you know, defensive coordinator, I guess, what, the previous four or five years there at Notre Dame before becoming the head football coach. But it that generally doesn't happen where you go from being a defensive coordinator or an assistant coach to one of the, a head coach of one of the most prestigious programs. Can you speak to that and what that means to you? You know, one, it, it takes getting the opportunity, right? And, and 
you know, without being given the opportunity um, from Jack Swarbrick and, and our athletic director and our president, um, obviously I wouldn't be in this position. But the other part is, as I tell my my children, I tell our players, that you never know when that opportunity is going to come. Every day is a job interview. And, and if I did not do a good job here as a defensive coordinator previously, then I would not have been named head coach. And so did I think because I was doing a good job as a defense coordinator, I was going to be the name to head coach at Notre Dame? No. But you never know when that interview is going to be. And so every day you have to prepare. Every day you have to work your tail off because somebody's evaluating you. Every day somebody's evaluating you. And when that opportunity comes, you have to be ready for it. And in terms of ready to get the job as, as um, I did. And so uh, it's a great learning lesson for me, a reminder for me, and probably a lesson for many other people is that, you know, you don't control the opportunities that, that are presented to you, but you do control if you're ready and you do control if, if you're going to be given um, uh, an opportunity because of what you've done previously. Notre Dame head football coach Marcus Freeman. We've still got plenty more to come here on Pox to Row, our year-end review show. I am your host, Donald Ware. We're going to finish up the month of November. Look at the month of December and give our thank yous as Box to Row's 2022 year-end review show rolls on. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsboro. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's, and in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? low-cost airlines with one call to low-cost airlines you'll drastically slash your travel costs we're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations where would you like to go london rome costa rica australia wow that's cheap so why wait call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the u.s or international our prices are so low we can't publish them the only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-303-3398. 800-303-3398. That's 800-303-3398. The others pretend you're listening to the show that brings you up close and personal. Up close and personal. With the biggest names in sports and entertainment, here's the man to bring it to you, Donald Ware. Welcome back to the 2022 
Box to Row Year End Review Show. I'm your host, Donald Ware. We're going to stick in the month of November. We had an, this theme with defensive tackles, Javon Hargrave and Grover Stewart. One of the best playing some really good football right now. Jonathan Allen of the Washington Commanders also joining us in the month of November right here on Box to Row. Speak to last year and you being able to sign uh, that extension to stay with the Commanders for the next four years, at least. Yeah. I mean, one of my main goals when I first came into the league was I wanted to play my entire career with one thing, and I really think I have a good opportunity, and that's a great possibility to do that here. You know, being from this area, it was a uh, it was it was really cool to be able to sign that extension. You know, it's definitely good that the coaches saw that I was worthy of an extension like that. So, I mean, everything's going good, man. God is good. I'm just so blessed to be in the position I'm in. Yeah, can you speak to really how well? I mean, you guys up front are playing so well, particularly you and Duran in the middle. Can you kind of kind of speak to that? How well you guys are playing? You guys actually both have six and a half sacks. Are you are you are you guys trying to one up each other? Oh, we definitely are. We, we definitely are competing, and, and, and I feel like that's one of the things that makes the D line kind of thrive. We always have healthy competition and want to challenge one another and always push each other to be the best we can be. So, I mean, I say guys like Sweat and Payne and James Williams and Casey too—they made my job so much easier. So, my job to go out there and try to make their life a little bit easier. So, speak to giving back. You and, and your family have pledged uh, a significant amount of money—three million dollars, at least. That's what I read in terms of charities in Washington, but why specifically is that piece important to you? Why, that, meaning the foster care piece, why is that specifically important to you? Yeah, well, growing up, I spent a little time in foster care myself, and I understand what it's like to kind of be lost in the system, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's one of the areas that I don't feel like they get a lot of recognition, especially in the D.C. area, um, and I wanted to do something that was kind of close to home for me, so that, that's why I partnered with, uh, with Sasha Bruce. Commander's defensive tackle Jonathan Allen speaking on giving back to the Washington area. Early part of this or this month, as a matter of fact, had a chance to catch up with Charles Huff. Now, Charles Huff, the head football coach at Marshall, the second, looks like, HBCU alum or grad to ever have coached at an FBS program, the first being Willie Jeffries, and I asked him, what does that mean to him? Yeah, I think it just shows, you know, one, if you you, you plan your work and you work your plan and you trust the good Lord, you can do whatever you need to do. Um, hard work doesn't have a color. Hard work doesn't have a, a, a hometown. Hard work doesn't have a – um, you know, a starting point. I think if you, you know, you make the sacrifices you need to make and you commit to what you want to do um, in time, you know, in God's time, I think you can achieve those things. And hopefully this gives an opportunity for um, others, you know, that came from or come from the same um, starting point as I did to, to understand there is a roadmap. Uh, when I was growing up, you know, the guys that I looked at, you know, the Joe Taylors, the Tyrone Willinghams, you know, the Art Shells of the world, um, they, they gave me hope, the Dennis Greens of the world, they gave me hope that I could, you know, one day um, achieve, achieve my dreams and goals and, and I put my head to the ground and, and built really good relationships and sacrificed and worked really hard. And 
I've been blessed enough to be the head coach at one of the greatest universities in the country, and that's my opinion. Um, obviously, we got a lot of work to do, um, and, and hard work doesn't stop once you reach the destination. It really just begins. Um, but hopefully it, it gives someone else a little bit of hope that there is an avenue um, to success if you work for it. Marshall head football coach Charles Huff finally, as a matter of fact, in this month had a chance to catch up with James Houston, who is on a tear for the Detroit Lions, was last year at this time playing at Jackson State, and I asked him when he made the transfer from Florida to Jackson State was the primary reason because of head coach Deion Sanders, and this was his response. Um, she was a reason. I, I'm not gonna say the main reason. I, I would never, I would never put that on one person. Um, but he was definitely a reason why I went there. He made it attractive enough to to you know even consider it. Because honestly, even even with him there, I, at first I didn't I didn't all the way consider it. Um, after getting there and and seeing and and experiencing everything that it had to offer. I understood exactly what I was getting out of out of Jackson State and the HBCU, and uh, I knew that's what I wanted. And um, yeah, those guys did a great job, man. Uh, not only just Coach Prime, man, uh, Trevor Riley, Jeff Weeks, Dennis Thurman, uh, Andre Hart, all those guys, man. They're they're a class act, man. They're building black men into to to really be great people, man. Great men. James Houston of the Buffalo Bills, and you can see that theme. In the second half of the season, a lot of former HBCU players coming on Box to Row. Before we get out of here on Box to Row, we want to thank all of our great affiliates around the country that carry Box to Row. We're going to run out. In Montgomery, Alabama, WXVI has been carrying the program now for some 10-plus years. In Pine Bluff, Arkansas, covering also Little Rock and surrounding areas. K-U-A-P in Washington, D.C. on W-H-B-C, uh, which is H-D-3. Uh, it's W-H-U-R's H-D-3 signal. In Daytona Beach, W-R-W-S in Jacksonville. Of course, we want to thank those uh, that station and those that listen to us on XL-1010 and 92.5. FM. Those in Ormond Beach, Florida, listen to us on W-E-L-E. Those in Tampa who listen to us on W-U-R-K. In Albany, Georgia, those that listen to us on W-A-S-U. I know W-A-S-U has been carrying this show at least for 13 years. Those that listen to us on ESPN Coastal in Brunswick, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, and Blackshear, Georgia as well. Well, those that listen to us in Alexandria, Louisiana on KTTP, those that listen to us in Grambling on KGRM and Ruston and Monroe, Louisiana, for those that listen to us on Sports Talk FM 99.3, those that also listen to us on KRUS, those that listen to us in Etabena, Mississippi on WV. SD, those that listen to us in Jackson, Mississippi, on WJSU. WJSU's been carrying the program, wow, in excess of 10 years, as has WVSD. Those that listen to us in Larman, Mississippi, on WPRL. Those that listen to us in the Memphis, Tennessee, slash Holly Springs, Mississippi area, 
on the change nine uh, the change fm 92.7 those that listen to us in kansas city missouri on kcpz in north carolina a bunch of stations to name in raleigh on hot 97.9 fm and guess what part of that WAUG family has been carrying the program since the program came on the air August the 20th of 2005 in Durham on WDNC in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, the northeastern part of North Carolina, all the way down to the Outer Banks and in the Tidewater area in Virginia on WRVS. I mean, WRVS has been carrying the program for in excess of 10 years as well those that listen to us in dayton ohio on wcsu in oklahoma in langston more specifically on k-a-l-u in portland oregon on the numbers fm 96.7 in pittsburgh pennsylvania on power 1360 wgbn As a matter of fact, WGBN began carrying the show on February 1st of 2008. So we're coming up on uh, 15 years, 15 years of WGBN carrying the program. In Denmark, South Carolina, WVCD that carries the program. In Hilton Head, South Carolina, uh, ESPN Coastal, Holly Hill, South Carolina, WJBS in Orangeburg, South Carolina, ESPN, Orangeburg. In in Jackson, Tennessee, WLCD. Also in Nashville, Tennessee, Radio Free Nashville carries the program. In Austin, Texas, those in Austin that listen to us on KAZI. And in Richmond, Virginia, those that listen to us on ESPN Richmond, those that have satellite radio that listen to us on Sirius XM, channels 141, 142, and 84 every week. Those that listen to us on Bronco I online, our online affiliates include Bronco I Radio, also includes Big Game Christian Sports Network. Thank you to all of those great affiliates for carrying the program each and every week. And as you could hear, some have carried the program for many, 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 many years. Also, want to thank our sponsors who have carried the program throughout the years and especially in 2002. Most importantly, we want to thank those that listen, you, the listener. We want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in each and every week to Box to Row, for telling a couple of your friends, for getting family members, friends, etc., to listen to the program. It has been a great ride for 2022, and we're looking for big things in 2023. Also want to remind you about our, uh, we have a, sort of a new uh, deal uh, that we're working with, and we've been talking to you about this for a little while now. Radio Boss uh, is our, sort of our, 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 our newest addition uh, to the Box to Row family. And uh, at our website, at the website, I should say, radio-boss.com, radio-boss.com, you can find so many conversations that we've had over the years via our podcasts. Also, uh, some of the, I mean, interviews with Kevin Durant, um, 
wow. I mean, Kevin Hart, Josh Stone. I mean, so many people that have come on this show over the years. You can check that out at radio-boss.com. Again, for all of your sports uh, information needs, uh, and particularly as it relates to HBCU sports, don't forget to log on to our website, boxtorow.com. And for the last time in 2022, always remember to support those that support Yo, Box Toro is produced by DW Communications.